welcome back, absolute worldy football podcast listeners, to season two, episode five. Kyle, five episodes in. Which puts us on 19. 19, 20. No, we did 14 in season one. Oh, God, well, this is a great intro. Let's just argue over Do you remember in season one that it was all based around the World Cup? I vaguely recall the World Cup. And we got when we got our act together, we got some guests on, didn't we? Only when we got our act... Only when the World Cup got its act together. And sure. we had some lovely guests, yeah. including... Including... Amy Fleming. Do you remember her? I do not. Remind me. We wrote a poem with her. We wrote a poem... I, you wrote a poem about Sweden, if I recall. It was a cross stick. It, it certainly was. Um, do you know what, Carl? What? She's hit right now. Oh. I was sitting in the middle the oh, whole time. Hi. Hi. Yeah, the whole time. I was doing the whole time. The magic of radio. I know. Hi, Amy Fleming. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Very good. Welcome back. Thank you. We're very Amazing. excited to have you as our first return guest. I know. I feel like I need a job title now. Like international correspondent. Gaelic correspondent. Gaelic correspondent. Gaelic correspondent. We'd, yeah, that, that's suitable. I mean, don't yeah. tell Barry. <laughs> Oh crap! Oh yeah. yeah! Oh crap! Oh, we've had another Irish. Damn! Yeah. But he doesn't know anything female. about Female, put female in front of it. They keep doing that to me. So ah, let's yeah. do that. Wow! Like the assistant in female the, comedian. In the, in like the assistant in the Brett Kavanaugh thing. Oh. Assistant. Why do they call her an assistant? Let's let's not go there. Hang on, like, it's I'm, too I'm, soon. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with a Kavanaugh case. Kavanaugh. But what I do you mean? Who, like who is referred to as an assistant? Are they when they got that prosecutor in to uh, cross-examine him because they were scared that a bunch of white men not believing a cross-examine her. Sorry, a bunch of white men not believing a woman about assault would go over badly. They got a a, a district no a, a prosecutor from. Uh, uh, Arizona in and they referred to her as the female assistant and when they realised that that wasn't good they referred to her as the female prosecutor or as they could have just called her prosecutor, prosecutor. from Arizona <laughs> yeah anyway that was a dalliance anyway, let's... a classic worldy dalliance into the world of politics yeah let's go back to the fun side of world worldies 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 see what I did what my is? first segue guys you're welcome good. thank you she's good at this she's good, I'm good. on this she's I'm good nailing on it. it she's I'm good nailing on it. and at a segue <laughs> what is a worldie Amy Fleming oh yeah uh, a worldie is a really good thing that happens where you lose the ability to speak so you're like which is great radio, and it just means dolphin just came just the I channeled. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just can't speak. Words fail you. It, you're so gobsmacked by the glory of what you see in front of you. That to me is a world. And what's your favourite worldie? So I have a choice. Oh, I have got three football-related worldies, yeah. and I'm going to give you like a title for each, and you decide which one you want to hear. Okay? It's like you've prepared for I this. I know. I'm so excited. Right. So you've got Michael Owen Love Affair. Amazing. You've got Sad Man in Spain. Ooh, titles. And you've got No Eyelashes Italian. Do we have... Is this a murder mystery? No. <laughs> <laughs> I accuse. Jack you just got to pick out of those three, which you want to hear. Kyle? Sad Man in Spain. Sad Man in Spain. <laughs> oh, that's the worst story. Oh, well, it was the best title. It was yeah, the best title. the best title. Um, so uh, this worldie was, I was in Barcelona when they won the Champions League against Man United, like 2009-ish uh-huh. time. Um, and one of the people that we had gone on this holiday with was a huge Manchester United fan. Mm. And it was great because 
Las Ramblas was going crazy. crazy. We were having a great time. We were singing. We were in everyone's photos. We were in costumes. And then costumes. there was just, oh yeah, it got heavy. And then there was just <laughs> my friend Paul standing in the middle of it all, wearing a Manchester United jersey, looking so sad. Just take it off. We were like, we were like mate, like just get on board. Just enjoy the night. And he was like, I can't. I can't. Oh, I but do. he stayed like the whole night. I was like, go back to the hostel then. Well, like, just put a make different top on. What do you call? No, on, but girl. he was a football it, fan. No, you can't just change can't, your top and He couldn't take it off emotions. and celebrate with Barcelona. Okay, he okay. needed people to know that he was a United fan. Right, I understand. But, uh, but like, been, cheer up or go home. We've all been football fans. <laughs> on holidays. You know, to various intensities and degrees in our life. We've all supported a team, however briefly. Mm-hmm. If, you, if I've paid to go on holiday to watch a match, yeah. I'm going to have to come to terms with, before I leave, we might lose that match. Well, I'm not going to sacrifice a good night okay. of my holiday. Okay, I, you... I think you need to know something. We didn't go to Barcelona to watch the match. Oh. We were in Barcelona when the football match happened. Good point. That's different. Distinction. Right. Yeah. You and I were once in Brighton uh, to, to watch a game, and I can't remember whether you were that happy, Kyle, or that sad, but somehow you lost the keys to your brother's flat. Oh, <gasps> Kyle. Um, I was very happy. Oh yes, happy. Uh, and maybe I'll talk about it in another episode. But yes, I ran out into the street taunting strangers <laughs> with the keys. And well, like I, jingling I thought, up. Them. I mean, obviously, like I, I I'm gonna, pre- I wanted to pretend at the time that I was so overcome with emotion that I just ran out of the house. But then, if I, that was true, I wouldn't have taken the keys with me. Yeah, it's very sensible to get back in. And maybe you pick them up. Yeah, on which route is very just calm. To, like, have like a noise. Maybe like a like a like a what is it called? Like a, a clacker. Yeah, like a woo- or a vuvuzela. <laughs> Oh, nice. So World Cup reference, you're welcome. Joel had to, Joel was like, well, I'm going out. I'm not putting up with this nonsense. So he went out <laughs> clubbing and I had to get Classic. a locksmith round to replace my brother's <gasps> Call a locksmith. Yeah, also, I love the around. idea that I went out clubbing. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you're like, my friend's in trouble. Never mind, I must dance. You used to do that, Joel. You used to do things like clubbing. Nah, don't Socialising. Do I've always been 30, I've always been 32 and sitting still. Um, so, you know we're not going to let you get away with not telling us the other two, or at least one of the other two. Oh, that I've got no material for my next appearance on Absolute Royalty. <laughs> wow, you are counting I'm your planning, chickens. I'm planning. I want to be better than Andy. I want to be better than Andy. No, yeah, I'll tell you, but okay, I'll only tell you one of the other two. Eyelashes. Sorry, yeah, Italian me. eyelashes. Italian eyelashes. Okay, so another time I was uh, working in Italy and Italy were playing in the final of the World Cup. When was this? 2000. 2006. I don't know. I don't know. 2006, they beat. Way back when. France. 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 Yes. So that one. So I was watching it on a giant, you know, those handheld PlayStation, PSP. Nintendo. That they had put in this big square. So we all went to watch the football there. And uh, my friend Bonnie was on uh, someone's shoulders because she's tiny and she couldn't see. And then the whistle blew. Oh, which meant Italia, Italia, Italy. If you're anything like me and Carl right now, (laughs) you have your hands on your face. I love it. Italy won. And of course, everyone erupted, including the man beneath Bonnie, who (laughs) fisted the air whilst wearing a ring. The ring caught on her eyelashes. Her eyelashes came out of her eye. So she had eyelashes. Stick on, stick on eyelashes. No, no, no. Her actual eyelashes. So she had uh, like eyelashes on this on the right hand side, the left hand side, and then a gap I mean, we in the all middle. Do. We all have them on no, our right hand side. But no, no, no. On the one eye, on the right hand side of the eye, on the left hand side of the eye, but none in the middle. She had an eyelash gap. Did she balance it out on the other eye? No, it's painful. 
Wow. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that all of your worldy moments yeah. involve pain and suffering for somebody. <laughs> I, I also I, like, <laughs> also, by your own definition, these They're are moments stories. that make you uh, lost for words. Yeah. So yes! when this happened, what were you doing? I was just like, how? <laughs> Lost for words. Wow, well, dem- demonstrating, radio. Yeah, demonstrating lost for words on the radio is not the best. She's like a cod out of water. Oh, nice. <laughs> Dear so me. we changed the structure. Obviously, when you oh, were here whoa. before, we were talking about it was a, the heady summer. Yes. Heat wave, Love Island, all that stuff was <laughs> happening. Now it's just good old autumn again. We've had to Love change autumn. our structure of Absolute Worldie. We're doing a classic Worldie every week. Okay. And a this week's Worldie. We're going to talk about a current topic. Well, we'll be back, listeners, with a classic Worldie and this week's Worldie and possibly a game. Oh, is this where we do the broccoli bit? I don't d- know what that d- means. D- more than broccoli. Oh, yeah, broccoli. Yeah, broccoli. good. I yeah, like we, that one. we come back with a broccoli bit. Okay. Thanks. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, I don't know very much about football, but I prefer it to broccoli. Yeah. Anyway, oh, see you later. Bye. Okay, football is good. Football is fun. Football is there for everyone. I can't really be bothered to follow it properly, but I'll tell you one thing. I prefer it to broccoli. Kickball with football, yeah. So, listeners, it falls to me to tell you this week's classic worldie. Ooh, wow, yeah, neither of you responded there. You just went completely silent. That was, uh, that was an anticlimactic moment. Well, you set the tone. It's it was very was... tense. Yeah. yeah. Do I you do. guys know who Walter Tull is? Haven't a clue. I think he bought football to uh, another country, maybe, back in the day. Uh, there's a nationality aspect to it, but it is not that. Oh. Walter Tull was one of English football's first... Black players. Oh. oh. And the British Army's first ever black officer what? to command white troops. Wowzers. So this week's classic worldy moment is entirely about Walter Tull. Um, and it is entirely about his life and times, really. It's more like all 29 years of his life. Spoiler alert. Not a long life. Not a long uh, life. Are a classic worldy moment. So I'm going to jump straight in. Yes. Great. Tell us about Let's Walter. Let's learn about Walter Tull. So he was born in Folkestone. Um, and I'll be honest with you. Tragic start to his life. His mother, Alice, died of breast cancer when he was seven. And two years later, his father, Daniel, passed away of heart disease. Oh, my God. Yep, so he was orphaned at the age of nine. Daniel had come to Britain from Barbados in 1876, which gives you an indication of what kind of era we're talking about and how that must have been to be a black footballer. Uh, so yeah, his dad arrived in Britain from his native Barbados in 1876. Uh, when, when, when his father passed away, Walter was orphaned along with his brother, Edward, uh, and they went into an orphanage in Bethnal Green, uh, to an organisation that's still going today, uh, called Action for Children. So they were kept together, and they were kept in touch with uh, family back in Folkestone, but they were in an orphanage. However, yet more young tragedy. Oh no, what's that? It's not a a positive start. Um, So Edward got adopted by a couple in Glasgow. Oh nice. Too far. It's a long way away, so he, Walter's all... But Walter didn't, oh. So Walter's all, all on his own. However... He started playing sport yes, and very quickly went on to play for amateur team Clapton FC. Uh, Clapton FC these days, Carl. Very uh, raucous crowds there. Raucous crowds. Raucous left-wing crowds. Lots Communist nice and flags. anarchist. Oh, okay. Yeah, all of their chants are, uh, are very like, um, we should go. We should go and record. Oh they, my God. They if have... anyone's listening from Clapton... Have us over. Have us over. We honestly, I think I would have. I think I specifically would have so much fun. They have like an Italian style ultras group, but their entire ultras group are like anarchist left wingers. We should definitely go. Yeah. So I that thought you had been before. Uh, I haven't actually. No. 
Let's go. Let's go. He was spotted playing for Clapton FC, old Walter Tell, by Tottenham Hotspur. Yes, come on, you Spurs! <laughs> Indeed, and he was soon playing at White Hart Lane in front of crowds in the tens of thousands. He was inside forward, he was little but sharp and quick and fiercely clever. So, um, uh, like let's, um, let's go with some of his contemporary descriptions, and all of these will make you wince. In the Daily Chronicle, oh. he was the coloured centre forward. In the Football Star, he was our dusky friend with his clever oh, footwork. Dusky? Yep. Dusky. To the Weekly Herald, and this is probably my favourite, <laughs> the Clapton player whose complexion shows that he hails from sunnier climes than our own. <laughs> yes. So poetic. So, uh, whilst playing for Spurs, he was subjected to terrible racial abuse, uh, shockingly. Um, uh, there's a, a newspaper report from a match against Bristol City in 1909 that suggested a section of the crowd made a cowardly attack on him in language lower than Billingsgate. Yes. Again, such poetic language for the newspaper. We really live in a very fact-based time. Uh, continue, continued on the same report. Let me tell those Bristol hooligans that Tal is so clean in mind and method as to be a model for all white men who play football. In point of ability, if not actual achievement, Tull was the best football was the best forward on the field. I just don't like the oh. the kind of connection between clean and white there. It's, yeah, it's not good. So in like and also you had to be so much better than everyone else just to justify it. Yeah, I, I mean there's a I, I will show you guys. Can the, he just be mediocre, please? I know. Do you know what I mean? <sighs> After having this horrible racial abuse at Bristol City for someone for for a reason which is clouded in mystery, although I'm guessing it's just that the rest of the team couldn't face it anymore. He then drifts out of the first team at Tottenham. Uh, he doesn't just, never really breaks back in. Uh, however, he gets signed by Herbert Chapman for Great Northampton name. Town in 1911. I know that name, Herbert Chapman. I but love that name, Herbert Chapman Herbert was manager Chapman. of England at one point. And Arsenal. And he? Arsenal. Uh, yes. Facts. He went on to play 111 games for Northampton Town. What? Yes, before the outbreak of World War I. Oh, oh no. it ruins everything! Yes. What and a it, toll. it being uh, 2018 and 100 years since the end of the First World War, it seems apt to discuss Walter Tull at this point. So, he enlisted with the Middlesex Regiment, which was part of a footballer's battalion that drew professional players from a range of clubs. Oh, wow! So, yeah, so uh, obviously everyone knows, in terms of football linking to to the First World War, everyone is very much aware of the infamous Christmas Christmas. Oh, is this the fake football match that everyone says actually happened? Yes, it did happen. (laughs) I mean, there's an Irish snigger for you there, guys. (laughs) Oh, wow, she can have a snigger that's not linked to her Irishness. I think it was the idea of German and English footballers coming out of the trenches to play football with each other. Let's be honest. There was nothing else to do. They no had Wi-Fi. nothing else to do. Yeah, they shouted yeah. across no man's land. Of anyway, this this did. is a this is a slightly different football story in that there was a footballers battalion. They were all uh, professional footballers. He fought extensively in the war. Did uh, did tell. One stage he got sent home suffering from shell shock, which we would of course call PTSD. Yes. Um, he returned to the conflict having been made an officer. Remember that. More on that momentarily. Okay. Uh, and he served on the Italian front from November, November nineteen seventeen to early March. 1918. It was there that he was cited for his gallantry and coolness. Um, yes, I'm, I'm guessing that means uh, you know, <laughs> like, calmness like under calmness, pressure, yeah. not I a hope, kind of white association so. with blackness. Let's hope not. I mean, I don't think the cool was used in that way back in the 1910s. Well, it, whatever. I wonder when cool did come into the I vernacular. Think like the, the jazz, like it, 50s, is it like 60s an cool. Oh, cool? I don't think it cool was. A, yeah, yeah it doesn't feel like a cool doesn't feel like a British invention. Cool. No, no, it's like. But a, it feels it's a US jazzy. Import. Jazzy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, the let's 20s assume that when major around this time. when Major General yeah. Sidney Lawford uh, recommended he was uh, cited for his gallantry and coolness, he was referring to his calmness under pressure and not his cool cattery. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just imagining that character from. Uh, 
Red Dwarf. Oh, Kat. I love him. He's on <laughs> Strictly and he's awesome. Is he on Strictly? Oh, he's Danny so John good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Check him out. It's great. Is he doing well? He's doing very well. I like him. Danny John Jules uh, is ageless. And also, he's up the fashion stakes, like, highly. Yeah, because he's the cat. <laughs> that was a half-hearted cat <laughs> noise. Uh, he's in the trenches. He's got to be quiet. <laughs> oh, right. He's still oh, in the wow. trenches okay. and dancing. Um, nice. So, uh, Major Poole, the commanding officer of the 23rd Middlesex Regiment and 2nd Lieutenant Picard, said Tull had been put forward for a military cross. Remember that as well. Okay. Picard wrote Tull had certainly earned it. So the reason you need to remember that, his family are still waiting for the medal to be awarded. What? Yes. So, Why? Well, I will tell you. So in March this year, on the 100 year anniversary of his death, 127 MPs across six different parties signed a letter to the Prime Minister requesting that Tull finally be awarded his military cross. Because as a black man, or a mixed race man as we would say today, he should never have been made an officer in the first place. Because... His parentage wasn't entirely British, and you couldn't be an officer in the British Army unless you were entirely British. So, so yes. that meant that they wouldn't give him the cross. And they haven't. So he's not officially an officer. He was an officer. He was an officer in the British Army. But because they'd made him an officer at a time when they shouldn't have made him an officer. So they made him an officer because of... They, they needed... were in a war. Exactly. Things needed to be done. Exactly. That is, exa- oh. And that was exactly the logic. But then, of course, because of the curiously perverse logic of the British wartime establishment, <laughs> he should never have been a, 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 eligible for one and therefore wasn't granted one. And they don't grant military crosses posthumously. Oh, yeah. you have to get it when you're alive. You have to get it when but you're alive. often given for gallant events in the face of death. Yes, Ridiculous. so it's ludicrous. So as recently as last August, August 2017, the Ministry of Defence... This is 2017. The Ministry of Defence refused again on the grounds <gasps> that decorating Tull posthumously would set a precedent. What? Oh, God What's forbid. the harm about Which that of precedent? course it would. It would be an amazing uh, precedent yeah. to set. Maybe. Let's go back through history and see all the people who served in the British Army who weren't white who deserve to be honoured. I mean, it's extraordinary. Um, there is... Um, so, of course, he had his um, Scottish other family. Sorry, Carl, you were going to say well, something. Well, maybe we're being naive. Maybe there's some sort of... Maybe if you're opening the gates up to people who uh, would like the cross but died. Maybe there's some sort of package that the, 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 the family they get left behind. Maybe it's a big financial... Yeah, but clearly, I mean, David Lammy, the Tottenham MP, has been very com- campaigning for this for a while. There's a, there's, there's clear big support yeah. for it. I mean, we are Just probably Just a certificate being... sent to the family, really. That's all they need to do. Oh, yeah. And an Iron Cross, please. Yeah, well... Not um... the Iron Cross, that's a very different thing. What's um... the Iron Cross? Isn't that the German one? Oh, what's that um... one called again? Military Cross. And who who gets the purple hair? What's that? The purple heart's American. That's, ah. that's uh, sent home. Why do I know these I things? don't know, but I'm enjoying it. You it's love a... your war films. Oh, worldies. <laughs> they are worldies. Um, so, uh, do we remember where Tull's brother got sent? Glasgow. Tull's great nephew, a Scotsman by the name of Ed Finlayson, is keen that a renewed focus on Tull's life should be more about uh, his whole life than the issue of the military cross. He says... We have seen the creation of educational materials, publications, community projects, activities in the arts and sports, including dramas, plays and documentaries concerning Walter's life and issues of inequality and discrimination. This year of centenary may provide a particular spotlight on his story and life. If aspects of his life have been helpful in supporting and promoting the need to challenge inequality and discrimination and perhaps provided some encouragement in this endeavour, you hope this will not diminish once the centenary of his death has passed. I.e. Let's talk about him as an inspirational figure at a time when there weren't basically any there was a handful at most of black footballers and even less black officers in the british army yeah. serving uh, uh, commanding white soldiers well i wanted to see what he looked like so i looked it up while we were chatting and it says he was one of only three mixed race or black players at that time wow. extraordinary uh, extraordinary 
Um, so uh, I am going to, uh, in slight department departure from where we, the way we normally discuss the absolute crystallisation of the classic worldy moment, I'm going to describe his uh, final moments. Oh, that's oh. really sad. Yeah. But lovely, yes. So, Tal's death... Uh, was obviously it's not the end when he died it was not the end of his impact on British society we're still talking about Mm -hmm. it 100 years later Mm -hmm. but he's not to know that so in the chaos and confusion that followed the enormous German offensive of March 1918 was when he died such was the ferocity of the attack the British army had considered falling back to defend the channel ports given the pressure they were under and the huge loss of life. British and French forces suffered a combined 250,000 casualties oh in March, but ultimately the Germans ran out of momentum and the tide of the war was to eventually, eventually turn irrevocably against them by November that year. In the early hours of the 21st of March 1918, Tal would die on the 25th. A fog hung over much of the British line on the Western Front in France. At 4.40am, a German bombardment began. It was a different, of a different order to any that had come before it. It marked the start of what has become known as the German Spring Offensive, a last throw of the dice to turn the war in their favour and score a decisive breakthrough. Over the next five hours, more than 6,600 German guns fired 3.5 million explosive oh, shells on British positions. Shells. The sound could be heard as far away as London. With the British Army fighting a fierce rearguard defensive action, Tull was shot and killed. Oh. Tal's life is now com- commemorated at the Arras Memorial, meticulously maintained by the Commonwealth War Graves. His name is engraved along with 34,785 other soldiers with no known grave who died in the area between the spring of 1916 and the 7th of August 1918. As well as that, a lasting memorial and remembrance garden in the shadow of Northampton Town Stadium also remembers the life oh. of one of Britain's most unknown and underappreciated heroes. That'd That's be nice a nice to see Northampton. As well. Well, Maybe we should do a trip. trip Clapton, to, then Northampton. Clapton and Northampton, two of football's most obvious destinations. The Tull Tour. The Tull Tour. Oh <gasps> my God, Carl, you've just cut, you've nailed it. They should make a movie about him. They should. You know, they have talk, made a play about him. When you're talking have about they? the play, I was thinking this would be an amazing musical a la Hamilton. Yes. yes. Like an orphan against the odds. How does an orphan... Or orf- like Billy Elliot. <laughs> I Billy just Elliot. love Billy Elliot. Sure. I well, love Billy Elliot. Well, to tell the musical, they have, they did, they did do it. They did a the, the Bolton Octagon, I think, did a did a production of it that then was mounted in amateur production in Tottenham. And that was a play or a musical? I believe it was a play. I could be wrong. I don't have that in my research. So there's still it. scope for my musical idea. That's tell what's important. The musical. Yeah. yeah. We could add in some time takes its toll. Time takes its toll. Time takes its toll. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, it would have two, very, three very distinct parts. Him as an orphan as a kid. Him as a footballer and then him as a soldier. No, time takes its toll would have extra parts. For whom the ball tolls. Sorry. For whom the ball tolls. Come on. That's brilliant. You know you like it. I was just talking through my (laughs) time-travelling tull idea. And then you got totally, totally... (laughs) I don't even think yours makes sense. (laughs) What's the actual saying? For For whom whom the the bell tolls. For whom the ball tolls. (laughs) That's excellent. If you'd like to tweet in your... Walter Tull musical <laughs> title ideas. Please yes. do at Worldy Podcast. Please That's do. That's a great Twitter game. Uh, so that Carl and Amy is this week's classic Worldy in tribute to the life oh. and times of Walter Tull. Thank not you. MC, but he should be. Yeah. That's a great story. I'm glad you told us. Yeah, told us. I feel like more people should know. Did you just say told us? <laughs> yeah. Love I, it. <laughs> I also um, really want to know more about the football battalion now. So I think I'm going to look yes. into that for a future classic worldie. That's true. There we go, listeners. We'll be back after this. And we may well be playing a little game. Ooh. Mm. You're listening to the Absolute Weldy Football Podcast. To suggest your own choice of worldies for us to discuss on the pod, both classic and contemporary, why not get in contact with us on Twitter at Weldy Podcast.
Welcome back, listeners. That's right, it's time for Gaelic or Nalic. Uh, joining me today are the hosts of the Absolute Royalty podcast. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself, boys? Hello, my name's Kyle. Kyle. And I'm Joel. And Joel, lovely. Thanks for coming today, guys. Oh, thanks for having us. I'm really excited to be here to find out what Gaelic or Nalic is. Okay, so Gaelic or Nalic is basically a quiz. We know how much you love a trivia quiz. Um, Gaelic means true, Nalic means false. Love it. And all facts are based around the men's Gaelic football sporting Oh endeavor. my god, I'm so excited. Okay, are you ready for your first question? Yes. Dum, dum, oh, do we have a buzzer? Uh, no, you can just say your names. Okay, I'll say okay, my name. Okay, first question. Is this fact Gaelic or Nalic? You can score a goal with your hand, foot or fist. Joel. Gaelic. I'm going to say Nalik. Ooh, we've divided. I love it. Joel, you are correct. You are correct. You can score a goal with your hand, your foot, or your fist. And hang on, is give me some of the maybe this is part of the quiz. There's a ball, and there's a and, and you sticks. can that's hurling. There's no oh, sticks. Oh, there's Gaelic no football. sticks in Gaelic football. That's hurling, hurling and Gaelic football. Hurling and camogie. Yeah, I've let myself down thing. already. Okay, yeah, okay. I've got time to recover right. though. It's I've okay. Okay. Second fact: Is this Gaelic or Nalik? You may bounce the ball twice in a row. I think you can bounce I'm the ball not buzzing anymore. once <laughs> and then hold it. Uh, Gaelic or Nalic, Kyle? Oh, yeah, I'm going to say it's Nalic. I'm going to say it's Gaelic. Oh, divided again. This time Kyle wins. Well done. Oh, no. So after every four steps, the ball must either be bounced or soloed, which is an action of dropping the ball onto the foot and kicking it back into your hand. That's what, that, they call that soloing. That's called soloing. Because it's like a solo pass to yourself. Yeah. Oh, and nice, yeah. you may not bounce the ball twice in a row. Players cannot lift the ball directly from the ground either. However, in the ladies' Gaelic football, uh, you can pick it up directly. Why? The toe must be used to lift the ball from the ground into the hands. Why, 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 why that distinction? Know. They've got wombs, I don't know. But wombs mean, mean you're better at bending down? Maybe, I don't know. That's bizarre. I know. Oh, a but weird distinction to have from I the like men's it. game to the women's in game. In like, like an it. awful sort of section of my mind, I'm thinking in the olden days, maybe they wore skirts and it's to protect their modesty. I don't no, think they ever did. No, it wouldn't be to protect their modesty. Football. It would be to ruin their modesty. Ah, well, there we go. Ruin their modesty. <laughs> what are we talking about? It's one all. Excellent. <laughs> Which means it's all to play for. Is this the last question? <laughs> no, we've got two more. Oh okay. my God. So, a free kick other than a penalty kick, may be taken from the hands or from the ground. Is that fact Gaelic or Nalic? Could you repeat the question? Yes. A free kick, other than a penalty kick, may be taken from the hands or from the ground. What do you think, listeners? You've got about four seconds before Carl says Gaelic or Nalic. I'm saying Gaelic. Okay, but they can't answer back, so it's weird. I mean, they need to have okay, a Okay, okay, suspense, I get it. They're okay. playing alongside. Okay, yeah, so Carl's gone. Gaelic. Gaelic. I mean, for the benefit of the game, I'll say Nalic. Oh, divided again. Joel, you fool, you've oh, lost again. You've no. lost again. this round. So a player has to indicate whether they're going to do it from their hands or from the ground. And once they've done that to the referee, they're not allowed to change their decision. How do they indicate that to the ref? Oh, that's a good question. I don't do know. Do they vocalise it? Or Maybe they like wave their hands or point at the ground. I don't know. I'm sure it's just like, I'm going to do it from the ground, Dev. Dev? Dev. Yeah, all maybe it's called Dev. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought you were... <laughs> I thought they're not was... all called Paddy, you know. <laughs> no, but I thought maybe the, I, the word the word for the referee was different. Like in, te- in oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. If it was like, if a, it was yeah. a Gaelic no, word, no, it's not. Meaning ref. Yeah, Dev. Dev. I mean, there is definitely an Irish word for referee. I just don't know. Bet it's Dev. 
It's a final it's a question. Okay, final it's question. Final question. Uh, Carl, you're in the lead right now. If Two you one. get this, you win. If Joel gets it, it's a draw, and we'll have to do our decider. <gasps> oh my god. So, question four. It is legal to trip, punch, hold, or drag another player. Gaelic or Nalic? Oh, it's ten. Again, yeah. I'm getting confused with the other Gaelic sports here. I know There's that... no sticks. Yeah, I Just know, but I know that in other sports you can crap you around the head and stuff with the stick. I think it's I think it's Gaelic. Well, I mean, I'm gonna have to say Nalic. No, you trust your gut. You no, do no, you. If I say Gaelic and it's we're both it's we're both right, he's won. So I'm gonna say Nalic in the hope that although I believe it to be true. Are they punching? I believe it to be true. Hello, I'm going with my gut instinct, but I'm going to say Nalik just in case, because I want you to have to figure out a decider. Okay. <laughs> it's a draw, Joel. You've, t- you've, you've come back. You you've can't come back. punch people in there. So head. it is illegal to trip, punch, hold, or drag another player. It is legal, however, to make full body contact as long as there is a clear attempt to win the ball. A player may jostle or shoulder-to-shoulder charge... An opponent when racing to win a loose ball or when trying to knock an opponent off the ball. So as distinct from uh, soccer football, mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that uh, it's technically a non-contact sport, soccer. Yeah. And that's definitely a contact sport. Okay. What's the worst contact you've seen in a game of Gaelic? Ah, oh, good question. I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's anything that I've ever gone, oh, that's over the line. Is it a rough game? Yeah. But I played hurling. Well, camogie. So that's... A lot rougher. What's camogie? That's it's like it's the female version of hurling. You've got sticks and you can't bend down. Oh, you can bend. Down. <laughs> yeah. <Will> you... <laughs> but it's not on the ground like hockey. Okay, I've got an idea for a uh, a, a, a what's it called when you have a, t- a tiebreaker? A tiebreaker. Oh, yes. You're gonna remember, usurp the host. Remember that team, New, <laughs> I'm fine with uh, Newbridge. <laughs> uh, yes. Hashtag Newbridge or nowhere. Yeah. Newbridge or nowhere. Why don't we take a guess at where Newbridge are in the league? And whoever gets closest well, wins. Well, now see, now you're getting it all wrong. Yeah, because Newbridge, because is a, Newbridge, Newbridge, is a Newbridge was the place. Kildare were the team. Okay, Kildare. But Newbridge has two teams: Moorfield or Sarsfield, and this is going to be my tiebreaker. So, in oh. my town of Newbridge, <laughs> yeah, there are two way. teams: Hashtag. Moorfield and Sarsfield. <laughs> oh my god! Which of the two teams do I support? Hang on, <sighs> hang on, hang on. So, what is Kildare? It's the county it's the team. the county team. Oh, county. There's a difference Moorfield between... Moorfield or Sarsfield? Sarsfield. Is that where they... Do they have a big outbreak of Sars there? Oh, no, because oh. no one says it like Sars. How do they say it? Sarsfield. Sars. Sars. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, it uh, was close to my accent. I know, it was all right. It was. It's just, you know... Remember... Okay, choose! Sarsfield. Moorfield. Carl takes no! it. Carl takes yeah! it. Yes. Why did I go first? Yes! I don't know. Yes! Stood up to Gaelic ever champion of, of Gaelic or Gaelic. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I should have a trophy for you. Well, reigning champion, because we'll see what happens the next time we play Gaelic <laughs> or Gaelic. Also, fun fact on trophies that I found out whilst uh, preparing Gaelic or Gaelic. Uh, for the All Men Senior Championship, All-Ireland, you win a cup called the Sam Maguire. And the very first team to win that was my county, Kildare. We haven't won it since, guys. Wow. The Kildare curse. The Kildare curse that's famous in Kildare. I mean, yeah, it is actually. We're Irish, we're superstitious. Amy, this has been probably the best section of this podcast that's ever, ever. The damn straight. Loved it. I love sections. I love the section. And how fascinating to learn about the Sam Maguire Cup. Mm -hmm. And a great segue into our This Week's Worldie, where we might be talking about a different Maguire. There's more. 
after this. Everyone's talking about the football. Do you want to talk with me about football? Yeah. Right, we're back. Hope you're having a nice break there. Now, Amy, Joel, if I was to say to you, new cubs, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, Brother Bear. Okay, Joel? Um, I was also on the bear front. I was thinking, you know, imagine being a, a, a mother bear, if you will, and having a set of new cubs. Yes, what? or tiny new scouts. To- oh, lovely. Yeah, like little toddler like, scouts. Like that, that year's intake of, of, of new scouts. Oh, yeah. Now- or the kid from Up. What was his name? The little kid in Up. Okay, I said your. I said first thing, guys. <laughs> okay. First thing, you went for bears. I think scouts cubs relate to fox cubs. Oh, do they? What other animals have cubs? Bears, foxes, lions. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> lions and tigers and bears. What oh am my. I? <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> the, the Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz. Oz. Oh right, yeah. Now, give me a best. Give me a first impression. Give me a best impression of a of a lion cub. Wow. Oh yeah, like uh, okay, Simba goes. <laughs> Wow, that was great, Joel. I mean, I'm going to go back to my one from earlier. Yeah, that was good. So, yes, lion cubs, which is going to bring me into this week's international break and Gareth Southgate's new selections for the England team. I love a Southgate in it. Where's coat? We remember... England's exploits from Russia this summer, don't we? Yeah. I've, I've recalled them, but only vaguely. <laughs> I don't believe that, Joel. <laughs> Come on, they did well. Ah, they were all right. I mean, I think it's going to be remembered by a generation of English men and women for, for quite some time. Yeah, mainly for Gareth Southgate's waistcoat. For the waistcoat, for his celebrations. Did you see Idris Elba's waistcoat? No. With Gareth Southgate's face all over it. Oh. What? It's a world of a waistcoat. Okay. Oh my God, I need to see okay, that. I need to see it. So as we all know, and as we all watched, mm-hmm. England, and it still feels weird to say, it got to the semi-finals of the World Cup. Whoop, whoop. Lads, lads, lads. But, yeah. Come on, Gary. <laughs> can you remember the squad? <laughs> Let's do this yes, quickly. Yes, Start um, with the goalkeepers, go. Harry Kane was He's there. He's not a goalkeeper. <laughs> so. Start with the goalies. Uh, what's that one? Joe Hart? No, he wasn't there because he's useless now. Jordan. Jordan Pickford. He was the first choice goalie. Pickford. Jack Butland. My controversial hot to Trotsky. He was so controversial. Not even oh, good looking. And we the should Pope. have did hot Gaelic players. And Nick Pope. Nick Pope. And defenders? Oh, God. I did the whole squad. We could be here for ages. Well, I'll start defenders. with the, left, the left-hand side. There was... Danny Rose and Ashley Young. That's right. And on the right? Uh, uh, Kieran Trippier and Alexander uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold him Trippier. of the baby face also Ooh. played chess against an international chess champion this week and he lost <laughs> I heard that on the radio yeah uh, and look at us on top of things <laughs> central defenders Kyle Walker is he a central defender this is very football isn't it I um, like it yeah you're le- you're I'm le- learning but also everyone these, there's something in our household names for everyone else uh, mm-hmm. Harry Maguire that's the one Harry Maguire <gasps> Harry Maguire Harry Maguire Slabhead what a uh, combo John Stones that's right and Gary Cahill and Phil Jones and Phil Jones so do you say Cahill not Cahill how does he spell his name he pronounces C-A-H-I-L-L. it Cahill see I pronounce that Cahill well carry on maybe it's an Irish name it might be I don't know okay I'm going to rattle through the next because I feel like I'm losing both of you yeah. we've got <laughs> Fabian Delph Jordan Henderson Deli Alley you remember Deli Alley Deli Alley I mean, that is not a song. That's not a song. <laughs> Why can I not do that? That's just saying his name and what you That's think That's what footballers fans do. They just say... They just go, like, oh, play the grass, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
That's all it is. That's all it is. Turn around. Turn around. That's it. Don't. Turn around. Turn around. That's all they do. What? They just say what you see. It's like catchphrase. What football games have you been going <laughs> to? Come on, give us one more, Amy, please. <laughs> it's just going to be Gary He's again. on the floor. He's on the floor. And he didn't mean to fall. <laughs> okay. Eric Dyer, Jesse Lingard, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Remember Raheem Sterling? No. You don't remember Raheem? No. We've talked about Raheem a we've, lot. We're, we're, we're big Raheem fans. Jamie Vardy. Yes, Having remember a party, him. Bring Controversial. Your, and your... Welbeck, Rashford, Welbeck. and your man, Harry. Come on, Harry Kane! There we go. <laughs> so Gareth has assembled the boys again, ready to overcome their loss against yes. Spain in the opening group game. Mm. This time they're playing two Nations League games, against okay. Spain again, Uh-oh. away, oh, Jesus. and against Croatia away, oddly <gasps> enough, in a stadium that has been closed to the public. Closed to the public? What? Say some more, why don't you? Well, I don't know if I remember this. Uh, a few years ago, Croatia got in hot water for someone burning a swastika into their playing field. Oh my god. That is the hottest of waters you can really get into, isn't it? Uh, I don't I don't know that he does of who I mean who's claiming responsibility, but clearly the Croatian FA were like, well we didn't do it. Uh, but they got banned regardless, meaning they have to play a few international home games without a, an audience. Imagine an audience... imagine being that groundsman who's been tending that grass. Oh Des. Assuming it wasn't him. Oh Des <laughs> Dev. Oh, they can't Dev. all be He's called my Dev. Name. <laughs> Everyone who works in well, imagine Dev groundskeeper bitch, yeah. and he is oh, no, no job, no, no job, job, bad job. Um, but he's you know he comes in to check the grass. I just got that for the for the, for the, for the me up, woman for the big international game that he's gonna have, and uh, oh no. There's a swastika. Oh no! Oh no! Oh Oh, no! no. Not again! Not again! It was really big. Really, it wasn't like a small swastika. It was huge. That probably implicates Dev a little bit more. Was it like a crop circle big? Yeah. Wow. So anyway, the game is being played behind closed doors. As an ongoing punishment for that that happened. Yeah, that's a fine. And I think it's it's the last game that they're going to have to play like this. But anyway, England fans are going anyway. What? Even they can't watch what are they going to do like they do in American football and like sit outside with a barbecue and tailgate watch it. party? I love it. Oh, tailgate! I was at stuff. one of them. It was great. A tailgate? What yeah. do they actually do at a tailgate? They have a barbecue and watch the match on a big screen. Do they in drink their RV. a lot? They drink a lot of beer. Then they get back in. Then they drive off to the next match. I'm like, you could have stayed at home. But what? No. Do they, no, but do it's they great. They're just hearing the games, or do they watch? No, no, no. It? It's on the TV screen. But also, they some of them go into the game. They just do that before. So no, you tailgate no, no, before no, 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 no you tailgate no, no. during no, the game. Lo- no, most of them just watch it in the car park. That is bizarre. I'm sure some of them definitely go in and watch the match. So it like, starts they at like it starts at 10 a.m. Tailgating. Yeah, I just like the fact that it's a verb. Yeah. Are you going to tailgate that match? Yeah, we're going to be tailgating it. It's also what it's called if you're driving too close to someone. Oh really? Yeah. There you go. Um, so moving on. <laughs> From tailgating, back to Gareth. So obviously we went through the whole squad, the famous, well obviously not so famous because neither of you could bother to remember them. That's just a lot of names Harry to remember. Top of it's 23 players. He's on the floor. He's on the floor. He did and a he did a meter fall. Meter fall. So, <laughs> did Gareth pick those same heroes again for these two games? He definitely picked Harry Kane. How many players do you think oh, he wait, 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 wait. Is this an important lot? match or not? Semi. Because he might want to rest Kane. It's they kind like of important. Them, it's kind they? of important. I'm looking for a round number for the amount of players that so he's So there were picked. 23 players in that original squad that you mentioned. I would say of those 23, Amy, how many do you think are in the squad? 16. I would say 17. Well, he's dropped nine. 
Right, so right. mathematics. So that then takes it down to fourteen. <laughs> so we were close. I was close. But yeah. he's brought in eleven new players. That's a whole potential new starting lineup. Yes. Yeah, so, so who's, who's we got? been cut? Who and got? who's the fresh meat? Yeah, I don't care about who's been cut. Tell us who's new. I'll tell you who's new. Marcus Bettinelli's back. We talked about him before. The Spider. The Spider. Marcus Bettinelli. I love these nicknames. Babyface. The Spider. Babyface. Who's Babyface? Yeah, you said someone was called Babyface earlier. Who the hell did I say was called Babyface? Okay, never mind. Carried on. I heard that. <laughs> It's a good thing it's recorded. Carry on. <laughs> Alex McCarthy is a goalkeeper from Southampton. Does that mean there are four goalkeepers there in this There are for squad? some reason four goalkeepers for in this For one squad. position? Yeah. What's the point? Uh, it's a waste of time. Get Gareth um, on the blower. That's ridiculous. Uh, in is Joe Gomez. Ah, <gasps> Joe Gomez. Out is Phil Jones. In <laughs> is Lewis Dunk. Lewis Dunk. Him of the great Brighton team, Amy, that has such, such fantastic surnames as Dunk. Yeah. And Bong. Is this why you got so excited and lost your keys? Because of Duncan Bond. <laughs> because of Duncan I was in Bond. Brighton. Brighton were not playing. Oh, okay. uh, Fabian Delph is out. Nathaniel Chalibur is in. Deli Alley is out through injury. <gasps> Harry Winks is in. Great name. Harry Winks. Yeah. Oh, it's a classic. It's a sort of old-fashioned English name. Okay. You can imagine him playing in the 66 World Cup alongside like Ball and Charlton. Is this because they Winks. were winkers? Because you know the way like Thatcher comes from people who used to touch houses? Yeah. So does Winks come from people who used to wink? What do you mean with their eyes? Well, professionally. Yeah, professionally. Professional winkers? Yeah. Da- why would you Come get- on, that's got to be a competition somewhere. Who's getting paid to wink? Maybe it's Someone. an old term for something else. Like the steering Tanner is someone that does something with with hides, isn't it? Oh yeah, maybe and, uh, it means and, something else. Um, Saddler is something as well. Obviously, saddles are horses. I'm trying to think of. I have a feeling that Winks does not refer to an ancient job. No, I think it refers to an ancient job, but not with the eyes. Jesse Lingard is. <gasps> I out. know that name. He's out. Okay. Him of the celebration legendary. Him um, of the Fortnite celebrations. James Madison is in. Excellent stuff. Twenty-two million pound signing for Leicester in the summer. Oh. He's only young. Uh, and previously, oh. he's not played in the Premier League. Oh. Loftus Cheek is out. Barkley is in. Oh, Ross Barkley. Oh no. Uh, and Jamie Vardy <laughs> has retired from international football. Good. Oh, bye and bye. Someone we mentioned a few weeks ago, Jadon Sancho, mm. is in. In your epic rundown of all the players that are playing in Europe. Now I'm getting so most of the media attention has fallen on Sancho, Madison, and the player I haven't mentioned, Mason Mount. Mason Mount. He is also M&M. in. Yes, double M. Um, so who are these boys from this three? I'm going to go through those three in particular and what they bring into the England setup. Okay, what do you think of them? So I've got pictures of them here. This is James Madison, Amy. Okay. What do you think of Say him? Say what you see now. Say what you see. Tiny face. He's got a small head, huh? He's got a tiny face. Um, well-coiffed hair. Good expression. Joel? I mean, I, the thing with uh, Madison is he looks very young. He does look very young. He's got but something all of. Footballers he's got are so- young, aren't they? Sure, but he's got something of the schoolboy sort of running around, you know, half-time oranges and stuff going on about him. But he's got that sort of thing that a lot of young men have when they can just get a decent, well, half-decent bit of facial hair. They kind of preen it within an inch of its life to make it look like he has a proper uh, beard. Okay. But it's not really he looking. has had an excellent start to the season, though, Carl, hasn't he? He has. Well, when was he born? Well, he was born in the 90s. He looks disgusting. I'm going to tell you he was born in November 1996. He's 21. That's disturbing. Now, this is a, this is a sort of feature that's going to gather in the next few players here. Okay. What was number one? Oh, this when is James game. Madison was born. Ninety six, uh, tragedy by steps. Oh my god! I, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. But Joel, 
Um, uh, I don't know, S Club 7. It was Breathe by Prodigy. What? Oh, so much better. They're good shows. So good Madison shows. started off at Coventry as a, a youth player. He came through, he was linked with big moves then. He was only 17 years old, but he ended up at Norwich. Uh, he had a fantastic season for them last year in the Championship and signed for Leicester City, as Joel said, this summer for £20 million. Mm. Uh, he's played less than 10 games in the Premier League. He's got three goals and two assists already. That's pretty good. Fresh. Now, he's a number 10 or number 8 in a Deli Alley sort of mould. He's a free kick expert, though, uh, and he's a great link between midfield and attack. Super. Can I put uh, in with a question? Yeah. So, he's a 10 or an 8. What do you mean? Um, that's in terms of positions. Classically, a number 8 is a midfielder, okay. uh, a la Frank Lampard. I thought you'd choose your number, no? You can do. Uh. So, for people of a certain uh, ilk... Vintage. Vintage, okay. shall we say. Uh when what we remember growing up is that you there was just 11 shirts yeah and, and there just... was no you didn't choose your number and your name wasn't on the back of it you got handed a shirt and linked to the position yeah so number two was right back number three was left back five and six were the center halves four and eight four and eight were the center midfielders seven was the right winger 11 was the left winger nine and ten up nine front. and ten up front with ten mm-hmm. probably playing deeper than nine <laughs> you teddy sharing him Oh, I love Teddy Sheringham. Professional poker player for a while. What? Yeah. With um, Victoria Corin Mitchell. I wonder, yeah. did they ever play against each other? There's a match I'd watch. I think they're probably ding, ding, ding. Boom. That'd be awesome. Anyway, carry on. So eight and ten. Eight being a deeper line midfielder, ten being a more advanced. Nice. But he links between the two. Okay. He's a very creative player. Moving on to Mason Mount. Great Now, name. he was born in 1999. Blimey. What? He's 19 years old. Oh, oh! What was number one when he was born? Oh, 1999. Let's go Jennifer Lopez, waiting for tonight. Jar Rule featuring someone. It was Praise You by Fatboy Slim. Oh, another tune. These are epic tunes. Yeah. Maybe you should make an absolute worldy podcast playlist. Uh, if we could afford the rights, Amy, we definitely okay. would. All of our music is bought through Creative Commons. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that's right. Now, he, uh, yeah, so he's come from the Chelsea Academy. Uh, and the, he's only ever played for Chelsea, but he's on loan at Derby County this season in the Championship, who are managed by Frank Lampard, uh, a midfielder of the sort of similar ilk to Mason Mount himself. Synergy. If you'd only listened to my other story, you would have heard something about Derby County, but carry on. Oh, no. Carry on. Tell us in the break. <laughs> now, he's never made a senior appearance for Chelsea. Oh, this... He's never played in the Premier League, not so even one game. This could be his first outing. This could be his... He's going to be one of not many players that play for England without playing at the highest level. Wow. Uh, he was on loan last year in Holland for Vitus Arnhem, uh, and he was their player of the year. He got 14 goals and a crazy amount of assists as well in 39 Get games. Get in, Mount. So he was invited to be part of England's training camp for the World Cup, just as a sort of... Just to give him a taste of it. Southgate's have clearly had his eye on him for some time, but he's that 19. Awesome. I have just understood why you asked for us to do impressions of Cubs. Only now. Because <laughs> they're lions. young and they're playing for the three lions. I've got it now. But for a while I've been sitting there going, why did he get us to do impressions uh, of lion cubs? Really glad you've been listening, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> also, that explains why I didn't really go for it. <laughs> I had no idea why I was doing also, it. Also, top of the mount. That's going to be the next chat. <laughs> do it. Top of the mount. Come on, it's top of the mount. I just love the come on. It makes no sense. <laughs> all of your, they, when you say you're not doing a tune, but they all have the same, same tune. tune. <laughs> Okay, final player I'm going to focus on. We talked about him before, Jaden Sancho. Oh. Is it Jaden or Jadon? It's Jaden. Right, that's it. That's just my... think Jason with a D. I know, I'm just asking. Anyway, he was born in March 2000. Blimey. Oh, no, come on. No He's... one was really born in the 2000s, were they? He's still 18 years old. Oh, Jaden. Now, what was number one he was born? 
Well, it's been, they've been so good so oh, far. So we've yeah. gone Prodigy, Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> Slim. So it's got to be like an amazing... And Fat Boy Slim was only a year before this. I'll blow, I'm going Last Ketchup. Ooh, oh, June. Um, um, I'm going to go for Chemical Brothers. Nice. Oh, Secret Smile. That's not my Chemical Brothers, but okay. it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, <laughs> then the, these two, so they're basically, I went, I got a bit into this. I looked at the two, because both of these songs were so good, I couldn't count, discount them. Yeah. So basically, one week was one, and then, so a few days of him being born was the other. Yeah. The first one, okay. Jerry Halliwell, Bag It Up. Bag It Up. And the second one, Never Be The Same Again by Mel C, featuring <gasps> Left Eye Lopez. Oh my God, I love that song. That's actually song. a really good song. Never I mean, can I just say, is that, did, did Mel C knock Jerry Halliwell off number one? She did. That must have been a huge story at the time I bet they were I don't probably had a nice bottle of wine over it and, yeah, and a good I chat they, I think like, they were proud later, were, they, were they mates Why? by that point yeah, yeah they they Jerry still, still no point. they're no. still mates when was the Jerry H I bet. when did the you Jerry know what? they stop? phoned each other and they went mate we are killing it right now we're awesome uh, 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 you be Mel you be Mel and you call me I'm Jerry right are you both are you going to do a Watford accent yep easy are you going to do a Scouse I'm Irish same thing okay hello Hi, Jerry. It's Mel C. Oh, hi, Mel. I think I know what you're going to say, babe. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry about uh, taking your spot. Oh, do you know what? I'm just glad you're doing it for the girls. Oh, babe. Girl power still, yeah? Girl power forever. Love you, babe. I love I've you got so go. much. I've got, I've got a pie okay. in the oven. I love you. Bye. Bye. I've got a pie in the oven? You just want, she wants she girl for She strikes me as a baker. <laughs> yeah, that's such an obvious She lie. strikes me as a baker. Oh, anyway, I just thought, she, I to, thought she'd misunderstood the time. Back to the oven. Right, what go. I'm going to now refer to as Jerry Halliwell and Mel C's love child, <laughs> Jaden Sancho. Sancho. Uh, so he started in Watford Academy. Big fan of Jerry's. Yeah. Um, sorry, Jerry's a big fan of the Watford Academy. <laughs> um, Maybe goes that makes it sound like she's <laughs> hanging around in a Land Rover. Although, That's not what I mean. <laughs> if she's his son, she's going to be supportive. Maybe Come she's on, a soccer Jayden. mom. Maybe she's a soccer mom. Come on, Sancho. So, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Halliwell and, and George Michael hanging around the Watford training ground. They're, they're friends of Elton. That's Why true. I mean, George is dead, so he's not there. That's true. Oh, George. Um, anyway, Watford Academy, you can picture it now. We've got a good image of the three celebrities <laughs> that live in Watford sitting in the car park. <laughs> Apparently, from the deal that from that sent um, Jaden from Watford to Manchester City when he was 15, um, th- with all the bonuses still to go through, Watford is still going to get £500,000 from selling Jadon Sancho at 14 years old. Wow, um, that's football. So he joined Manchester City at 14, and then they sold him last year at 17 years old for £8 million. Which is, can you imagine? I at know. 17, being worth, in inverted commas, I that sort of money. That, yeah, all that selling and go very odd. So he's never played in English Football League at all. He's never played in the Premier League at all, and he's never played for Man City in a really competitive appearance. Um, he's the first player to be born in the 21st century. To play for the three lights. <laughs> I just thought he was yeah. the first player first. or? He was, yeah, fine, good. No more players. Uh, and then the also, got them. I mean, we've gone full circle here. We're talking about Walter Toll's parents coming from the Caribbean. Jaden Sancho's parents were from Trinidad and Tobago. Amazing. Uh, he's a born Londoner. He's a right winger. Uh, he, yeah, he's got now, he's got nine assists in all competitions, making him the highest uh, provider of goals in Europe's top five leagues in all of the, Euro- the European top five leagues all of them that is extraordinary we he's like 18 him. We yeah. like so he's him. been an impact sub for Dortmund he's coming on he's completely um, breezing past knackered defences he's got pace trickery beats a man composure intelligence I mean on form it's not such a strange pick for Southgate to pick an 18 year old of this calibre he's pl- on form he's one of the best players in Europe but has he peaked too soon 
Alla. Oh, Amy Fleming. That, just was, that was football commentator. Just saying, get in. I'm getting on it. Well, what makes you I'm think like that? Gary Lineker, Let's no. think of players who may have. If I name some players who came in uh, before the age of 18, yeah. you can tell me if you think they peaked too soon. Okay. Theo Walcott. Yes. In the England squad at the age of 17. Did he peak too soon? Yes. Wayne Rooney in the England squad at the age of 18. Did he peak too soon? Yeah, Wayne did. Michael Owen in the England squad at the age of 18. Did he peak too soon? He got better like a fine wine. That's right. I don't know nothing about football, but I love my friends. So I'll watch it for them. Uh. Kickball with football, yeah. So which one of those would you most like to see play? uh, Jerry Halliwell and Mel C? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I would like oh to see Malcy because I know she's good at football. Yeah, she is. Just because she wore a Liverpool shirt all the time. No, no, she's genuinely she really, good at football. That's why she got us She was the twice. only one that was like really a- a- accurately and She's spiced. a big Liverpool fan. I think you're selling Jerry massively short. Ginger. <laughs> wow. Yes, Paul Scholes, Oh on. no, I saw. I thought, oh, oh we've got cross-wired there. I wasn't saying ginger people can't play football. I, that's exactly what we thought you said. Uh, no, I was saying that she was accurately named as her spice, sporty spice. Uh, I, I think they were clutching at straws with the nicknames yeah. there, Joel. They were, especially <laughs> when it came to scary spice. Yeah. Not oh, why? Good. Because she wears Not leopard good. print and has Ooh. got lots of hair. Yeah. I mean, we brought it full, full scale on the racism there. Yes, we have. And in, by anyone's standards, Victoria Beckham is not posh. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, she's like she's laid just, back. She's chill. She's just pouting. She's grown into posh. So basically, she's chilling out in the estate. That's our, my inspiration of the young cubs in the England squad. I'm looking forward to seeing personally Sancho. In, in answer to your question, Sancho. And who do you want to see? If Rafiki had to lift any of oh those God. players into the air, <laughs> which player would Rafiki? Would you oh, want the Rafiki, Rafiki test? To it's a good yeah, test. Yeah, it's a good who test. Who is who's the Simba of that squad? It's yeah. Sancho. Sancho. Sancho Simba. Sancho or Mount? I'm, I mean, either. You got to choose one. Mount on the Mount. Mount on the Yeah, we go. Rock. Mount on the Mount. <laughs> nice, there we go. We've nice, set it up. Mount nice. to Pride Rock. Nice. Uh, that has been this week's Worldie. So that brings us triumphantly to the end of another episode of the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast. With Rafiki holding Mason Mount in one hand and Jadon Sancho in another. I don't know what the words are. Do you no, know? I don't. No, 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 no. I'm going to sing them. Amy Fleming, thank you so much. Thank for you for having us. me. I'm sad another episode's over. Oh, well, we'll get you back on in season three. Yeah, absolutely do. Uh, you'll have to come up with another quiz. I mean, I've got so many more. We've explored hurling, but have we? I mean, disclaimer, we might not wait till season three. Yeah, we'll get you back, back next on week. Let's next week. Let's People just... need to know about Irish sports, guys. I mean, you are our official Irish sports correspondent. We can talk about Aussie rules. That's where that not came Irish. from. Where that came from. Oh, oh it's Roots. What? It is the football podcast. We are wide open to all sorts of football. We are. Absolutely. We're wide open. <laughs> wide open. Wide that open was good. That was did like you, a did football you, Out of interest, I heard mm-hmm. you went to two back-to-back weddings in Ireland. Yes, recently. I did. Two weekends in a row. Yeah. That must have been intense. Drunk. Yes, it yeah. was. It was epic. There were lovely times, lovely people getting Sorry, married. Sorry, a Saturday and then a Sunday or two weekends? No, no, no. So... Saturday one week, Saturday next week. It takes and me... then the weekend before that, I have another friend's wedding in London. It takes me maybe four days to recover from a wedding. I wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, but you drink like all day and into the next morning. So you it's just like you missed a day. Cards on the table. I've never been Body to an Irish wedding. wedding. What? I'd love to. You should. Actually, we... That is absolutely not true. I went to an Irish wedding in the summer. Why don't we <laughs> add it on as our... So we can go to Clapton, then Northampton, and then to an Irish wedding. We've got to plan that quite carefully. In terms well, of why don't you wedding. just get married and what? we go to your wedding? Why don't we just get in the car and go now? 
Right, should we do that now? <laughs> Let's do it. I'll go and start the motor. <laughs> <laughs> so we're off to an Irish wedding by way of Clapton and Northampton. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us again, listeners. It's been an absolute pleasure. Come on, worldie. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that was the Absolute Worldie Football Podcast by Joel Samuels and Kyle Ross. The theme music was courtesy of Adam Janota Bozowski and Amachada Patel. All other music is licensed by Creative Commons. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe. And follow us on Twitter at, at @WorldiePodcast. Goodbye. I was organising and I put it in my memory folder. You didn't... I have a memory folder! Okay. Oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's...